This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Short Shift, brought to you by Keeping Carlson on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Ben Burnett. Joining me, my pal and yours, Louis Ezekiel. Louis, how are you doing this fine evening? Uh, doing very nice. We're starting to get a little meltdown on the snow. The roads are clearing up a little bit. It's starting to uh, look like the end of winter is in sight, which will be kind of nice, I think. Do you find we just got smashed with a bunch of snow yesterday? And I mean, it is melting quickly, but like, I don't know. I don't I don't feel like winter is going to be over soon. Oh, well, winter's never done in Michigan until you get some snow in April. I don't know how it is for you up in St. John, but I imagine uh, it, it must be pretty similar, I would guess. It is. Folks, you're here not to listen to us talk about the season, though. You're here to hear us talk about fantasy season. Of course, Short Shift, a twice-weekly check-in between the ginormous Sunday evening episodes of Keeping Carlson to keep you up to date with fantasy news, takes, and analysis. If you don't hear us talk about a player you want to hear about, you can always reach out to us on Twitter at ShortShiftsKK or by joining the Keeping Carlson patron Discord group. That's a fantastic resource to get advice from the f- smartest fantasy hockey crowd in the world. Check it out, keepingcarlson.com slash patron. All right, Lewis, let's get into our first headline here. And of course, we have to start in New York City, where the superstar on my terrible Rangers, Artemi Panarin, has gone on a self-imposed exile as he deals with some... Uh, deals with some allegations relating to an incident, a uh, assault allegations uh, from when he played as an 18-year-old in Russia. I don't really know what's going on with Artemi Panarin. I don't have any insight into when he will be back, but I do have one fantasy hockey take, which is Colin Blackwell's a little bit interesting, eh? He's taking Panarin's spot on line one, playing with Lafreniere and Zabanajad, and he's also taking his top power play spot with Zabanajad, uh, Strom, Kreider, and Adam Fox. Um, you know, if you're looking for a little stream here, the, the Rangers play a Wednesday, Friday, Sunday schedule. That's really rare. Most teams are going to be stock full Thursday, Saturday. So if you are in a deep league and you're feeling desperate, maybe you can grab uh, Blackwell there. Yeah, seems like an interesting pick. He's had some success in his uh, limited time on the ice so far. And so, you know, obviously being put in a better position, I think he could potentially be productive. But there's a lot of other guys we're going to talk about today who seem pretty interesting. Maybe we can compare Blackwell to some of them as we go. Yeah, I, to me, it's he's a deep league guy. So I don't want to spend too much time talking about him. But I do think that that's, you know, that seems to be the guy who may get a, a better shot here after the uh, after the Panarin news. Lewis, you have a take that you wanted to share with us. I would love to give you the space to drop that. 
Yeah, so I feel like we've started to hit the the time of year where, at least for the, the time being, it seems like our postponements are, are paused for the most part. I will be knocking furiously on wood as I talk about this. Um, but, you know, the best fantasy GMs should be looking to maximize every possible marginal advantage, right? That's what the show is about. Uh, and so I was thinking about the disparity in games played between teams because we were discussing a few trades that on paper seemed like no-brainers. Uh, but ultimately got complicated by the number of games remaining that some of these teams had, uh, specifically looking at uh, Malkin or Mika Zibanejad trade for Elias Pettersson. You know, Pettersson certainly is outperforming them both, but the fact that, you know, the, there's such a gulf in games played between the two teams, you'd lose six Malkin games or seven Mika games. That's well over 10% of the season. So thinking about that, you know, when you're going into your trades, you know, the, the teams with the most played games uh, are Vancouver with 23 after Tuesday night. Uh, all of these numbers are counting games on Tuesday here as we record. So Vancouver's played 23, Edmonton, Ottawa, and Detroit with 21 apiece, Columbus and Chicago with 20. While our teams with the fewest games played, we have Dallas uh, with 13, the New Jersey Devils with 14, Colorado and Philadelphia with 15 each. And then four teams, Buffalo, Minnesota, the Rangers, and Boston with 16 games played. So I think it's just valuable and important to be thinking about these, you know, compressed schedules and these upcoming, these opportunities uh, for these players to, to score some extra games. And especially when you're thinking about trades, you know, if you think that it could help you maybe reduce the price on a Canadian division player or a Hawk or a Red Wing, if God knows why you're trying to trade for a Red Wing, um, or you could potentially trade down, you know, maybe in terms of talent, uh, but get a schedule upgrade that may make up for any points that you lose, and maybe you can get a sweetener to boot. So just I've been thinking about this a little bit. You know, it, it opens up some opportunities for you to, you know, pick up free agents who are going to get extra games, trade to gain some extra games uh, for your season. And it seems like also goalie backups may get some more opportunities. I know that Olmark is playing both sides of the back-to-back here, but I imagine for a lot of them it'll be, you know, goalie one and goalie two. Uh, so there may be some more streaming opportunities available there as well. So just something to keep in mind as we look to mine for every bit of advantage we can find. Make sure that you are carefully keeping in mind these games played totals as you are thinking about entering into the trade market. So the one thing that I do think it's important to keep in mind here is that we're seeing a ton of postponements. And so I've noticed more and more of the postponed games are going after May 2nd, which I know in the cupful is the last day of the season. So one thing that I am concerned about is that a lot of players that, you know, in, in particular Dallas and New Jersey appear to be getting games that may be outside of your fantasy schedule. So this is the sort of thing where you need to go and do a little bit of legwork to see, okay, how many games are left within my league and my, uh, in my format. Um, but yeah, I'm totally on board otherwise. I mean, looking at the schedule, it's unfortunate that Dallas and Jersey do not have, um, you know, a cut, like there's no real superstar on either of those teams. Because when I look at Elias Pettersson having 23 games played already and Dallas having just 13, it's like no brainer. Like if I could flip Pettersson for a superstar in Dallas, I'd do it. But I don't know that there's anyone on that team I would be willing to real like it just feels like such a downgrade but looking up a little bit further at Colorado maybe at 15 maybe you could flip Pedersen for a Rantanen do you think that uh do you think you could find a deal like that somewhere 
Yeah, that seems like a definite possibility. Those are two players that I think we can, you know, consider within the same space as each other. And especially if everybody stays healthy in Colorado for a change, I like that as an option. All right, Lewis, we're going to move on here to our final headline of the night. We have to talk about Trevor Zegras, the rookie sensation that has played just one game in the NHL now, but he lit up the World Junior Championship just before the season, and everybody is so hype about him. Maybe not in every league, but I know in the Cupful, he was added in 22 of 23 divisions after his call-up on Sunday. He played his first game Monday with Sam Steele and Jakob Silverberg. Two shots on goal, just 13 minutes of ice time and no points. But he did get four and a half minutes on the power play with Ricard Raquel, Steele, Silverberg, and Shattenkirk. Lewis, are you interested in Zegris? Would you be adding him in any leagues? I think he is very exciting from a hockey and hockey's future perspective. I think it's great that... You know, he's getting some time up with the big team. He feels like you can't, you know, swing a tweet around without, uh, you know, running into five different gifts of his silky mitts, right? Uh, but in terms of fantasy, I am not especially in- interested. I know that he was added all over the place. I think this is a lot of excitement, especially from the prospect people. Of course, his potential is extremely high. But I do think that the team that he's playing for is going to limit his possibilities, especially early on here. So great to see him in the league. Very excited to see what he can do. I am not running out to pick him up and add him to my fantasy team. I think there are some, I mean, in a keeper league, it's one thing. And and I think that I would have, I could make some roster space for him just to kind of see what happens in some keeper leagues. In a one-year league, I think unless I'm already cruising, or I have like a, a streamer spot and it just kind of works out where he fits in. Like I'm not making, you know, going out of my way to get Trevor Zegras on any of my one-year league teams. Yeah, I think you've nailed it. That's exactly right. All right. Well, Lewis, let's talk about a couple of injuries and outjuries here. Uh, actually, we just have some injuries. We're just, just two that I want to talk about. Last night, we saw a Leafs-Flames game where both goaltenders uh, were announced to be out for the game like within an hour of puck drop obviously for the Leafs losing Frederick Anderson is a big blow and they had to put in uh, Michael Hutchinson a player who I think we've all learned not to trust at this point but in Calgary they have a backup who's a little bit more interesting big save Dave Riddick came in and posted a shutout on the you know league scorching Maple Leafs even Austin Matthews can't get a goal on big save Dave so my question for you Lewis while Markstrom is out are you interested in streaming in BSD yeah so it seems like uh, Riddick is going to get at least another game um obviously we want to stay close to the news here and see how things are going you don't want to hold on to him after he becomes dead weight Uh, I do have some interest in Riddick at least in the short term you know he has shown that he can take on this you know number one role when called upon to do so you know he certainly battled it out before Markstrom's arrival in Calgary so yeah I think I I do have some interest in him obviously shutting out the 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 shutting out the Leafs is a huge first step and makes a great first impression for for fantasy wise I mean yeah we've seen that Markstrom has been very successful behind that team it's a team with a solid blue line uh, I think I would be interested in grabbing him for a few games here especially because the you know the the matchups get a little more favorable here later in the week and finally in Toronto we also have Jake Muzzin out week to week indefinitely with a broken bone in his face. Uh, in the short term, at least, Miko Lettinen has drawn in. He's getting some power play two time. 
I'm not really interested in letting in until we see him putting up some points or, you know, producing in that spot. We've seen him come in and out of the lineup. I'm not getting my hopes too high for Miko. Uh, coming up, we will chat about some hot streaks and some cold streaks. You're listening to Short Shifts. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they want to help you even more. With a Credit Karma money spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC-insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash win money to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash win money to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash win money. Instant karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. Welcome back to Short Shifts. Lewis, let's talk about some streaks. We're going to start in LA where our old friend Jonathan Quick has had a bit of a career renaissance these past handful of games. I know we've talked about Cal Peterson as being the guy who we we thought would be the safe percentage king out in LA, but uh, two shutouts in Quick's last three starts. You'd think maybe Peterson has run cold, but no, he's been good too. Quick has just wrestled back the lion's share of the starts. I would think that, you know, it's kind of a the Bobrovsky syndrome. Quick has the contract, so of course if he's playing well, you're going to give him the starts because you're not paying him to ride the pine. But um, yeah, it's, it's very interesting to see Quick do this well. He is racking up the ads on Yahoo, and I, I understand why. If you're looking for starts and there's a guy who's just cleaning up in shutouts every other game, it's tough not to, uh, not to bet on him. Unfortunately, when I, when I look at the Kings numbers and, and I wonder, oh, is this team actually kind of good? Like their goalies are doing well. They're a bottom five team by shot metrics. They are second last in the league in expect, or they are last in the league, sorry, in expected goals for percentage. I don't think that this team is very good. I think that they're just getting incredible goaltending. I trust that to last a little bit more from Peterson than I do from Quick. And I guess I should give the the Kings offense a little bit of credit. I mean, they're obviously they're shooting at a, a high percentage, but they they do have some offense this year, which is something we didn't really expect. And you know, respect to obviously Anze Kopitar, but then Alex Iafalo, a guy they mentioned on the the mega show on Sunday. Kempe is a guy we've talked about. Dustin Brown, Jeff Carter's been better this year. So you know, the Kings are obviously decent, and and I think that. Peterson is the guy I'm more I, I'm more sure will be good longer term, but it is nice to see Quick regain a bit of form here over the past couple games. Yeah, I think you make some good points there. I, one thing about the you mentioned the scoring and like yeah, it may dry up, and that's kind of what I would be worried about with them. Those goalies are really nice when they're getting some run support so that you can put some wins up on the board. But again, like you said, if they are overperforming to the extent that you kind of are, are talking about, I think that we may have a few concerns about uh, the viability long term of those two goalies to remain really productive, at least in terms of being able to provide wins if, you know, Dustin Brown is not going ham every other game for him. All right, Lewis, who do you got next for us? All right. So I want to talk about a cold streak. 
in New York. Adam Fox, who we have talked just a ton about so far this season, uh, is on a bit of a cold streak here. I brought him up as being very similar to Shea Weber, who now has uh, two goals on tonight's game here on Tuesday. So we'll focus on Fox right now. He has put together 16 shots over the course of his six pointless games. He's getting tons of total minutes and power play minutes. He's getting his blocks, but hardly hitting as per usual. Uh, are we worried about him, or do you feel like this is a time to make a buy-low offer to the Fox owner and try to get your hands on a D-man who has played 24 minutes or more for the last 10 games and is getting deployed on Power Play 1? Yeah, I think I am buying him in categories leagues because he's continuing to put up peripherals, and I think that he will be, at the very least, decent offensively. I'm definitely not as psyched on him offensively, like in points leagues right now, like the Cupful, for example, because, you know, losing Panarin and the Rangers aren't able to score. And like, no matter how good he is, he's not going to drive an entire offense by himself. He's not that good. So I am definitely, you know, I have some, I have some upside concerns about him, but I overall am, uh, I'm, I do think he's still like, you know, uh, top 10, top 15 defenseman in in categories leagues, at least. Yeah, Elon always says that what he likes to see is to make sure that they are still shooting. And he's averaging almost three shots a game, even throughout this pointless streak. Uh, I think I am a hold as well. So, yeah, I think I think we're on the same page there. All right, I'll take the next cold streak here. We're talking about Victor Arvidsson in Nashville. Zero points in seven games, only seven points in 17 games. All of them obviously coming in the first 10 games of the season. Arvidsson is shooting a ton still. It's been nice to see um, him keep up those early career shot rates, but unfortunately he still isn't finding the back of the net. Shooting at 3.5%. I am still hanging on for to Arvidsson in deeper leagues, like the Kakupful 14-team leagues, but I am more than happy to stream him out in 10 or 12 team leagues for a player who's actually producing right now, because I assume that in shallower leagues, there are guys who are doing things. I'd keep him on the watch list, but yeah, it's, it's tough to get overly excited about a guy in Nashville that's not producing. Lewis, why don't you tell us about our next player? All right, I got a hot streak in Buffalo. So along with Eichel and Olafson, Sam Reinhart completes the trio of Sabres who are being quite productive right now. Uh, and is the least rostered of the three at only 52% on Yahoo, although naturally he is 100% owned in the Cupful. He has seven points in the six games since Buffalo returned to play, and nine in seven if you include that last game versus the Rangers before the break. He is really enjoying, I think, picking up these assists on the power play just passing the puck over to Olofsson to rip it into the net. So that is definitely a guy that I would be looking out for. Surprised to see he was rostered uh, so little on Yahoo. So if he is still sticking around, he's on quite the streak. He's getting top deployment. Yeah, it's Buffalo, and Buffalo's not that exciting, but they do seem to be getting their feet under themselves after that COVID break. So go check your waiver wire and see if Sam Reinhardt is hanging out there and snap him up if you get the opportunity. All right, and finally, we are going to talk about a trio in Minnesota that lit it up Monday night. Of course, I'm talking about Kirill Kaprizov, Matt Zuccarello, and Victor Rask. Zuccarello goes off for four points, three for Rask, and two for Kirill on Monday evening. 
In deep leagues, Kaprizov already needs to be owned in even some shallow leagues. This is probably a guy I'm looking at. I'm not really interested in Rask unless we're looking at deep, deep leagues. And Zuccarello is somebody who I would definitely be be speculatively adding if I have a roster space in a 12 or 14 team league while he's, you know, been this hot seven points since coming back off the IR to start the year in four games. But uh, why don't you tell us a little bit more about Victor Rask, somebody who might be not quite on the radar of some of our listeners. Yeah, certainly not being added at the same rate uh, as the other two on the list, although Kaprizov should be owned pretty much everywhere already. You know, this is Victor Rask, widely dragged return piece in the Nino Niederreiter trade. Um, But he is just on a wild shooting percentage run right now. He's got four goals on his last six shots, lining up here between Kaprizov and Zuccarello. He is only getting power play two time, but his time on ice has increased significantly. Before this run of six points in four games, he was in single-digit minutes for ice time. He's been above 14 minutes in each of the last three games. That's about the bare minimum I'm willing to tolerate, I think, for a forward You know, obviously the shooting is not going to continue like this, but he is an interesting piece between a couple of good players who are on fire right now. Uh, And with more games to play than most other teams, he could be a sneaky value add. He is hardly owned across Kukupful and Yahoo. And, you know, for decent reason, he's never been especially exciting and he is certainly playing far above his head right now. But somebody to keep an eye on to potentially, you know, slot in when you have the opportunity when... You know, maybe they get one of their back-to-backs and they're playing on a low number of games at night. He could be useful for you. All right, Lewis, that's it for us tonight. For myself, Ben Burnett, I'm out of here. Why don't you sign us off? All right. Well, thank you, as always, for joining us. Please be sure to give us a follow at KK as well as Brian and Elon at Keeping Carlson. Uh, you can get Dave Batten of the Stream Scheme at NHL Stream Scheme. Please visit and patronize the excellent websites we use to research our episodes at Yahoo, Frozen Tools, Roto World, Natural Stat Trick, and the awesome Cacupful.com. Does your league have its own website? This is pretty awesome. So please check it out if you haven't already. Our intro and outro music were created by Pat Roach. And until we see you next time, play smart and keep your shifts short. 